This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m.
you're on Reality Check Radio, it's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Oh, my goodness. I'm very excited because I've never interviewed a pop star before, and I'm about to, and it's sort of been a bit of a thing of mine to, you know, meet a pop star, and I'm, I'm meeting one. Wow. And I'm meeting one right at the start of her career. That song that you heard, listeners, as an intro, is called Breathe and was written by our guest and sung by our guest, Courtney Jane Smith. Good morning, Courtney. Courtney Hello. Jane, should I say both? Is it sort of like a hyphen thing? Uh, Courtney Jane, not the Smith part. <laughs> Sorry, not the Smith part. So, so if I was describing, oh, I just listened to this music on Spotify and it would be by Courtney Jane. Yes. You have an amazing talent, may I say. Thank you. And I want to hear all about it. That's a beautiful song. I listen to your songs on YouTube because all my kids and my wife have Spotify, and everything I tried to log in into our account wouldn't let me in. So I had to do the freebies. So I apologize <laughs> for that. All right. The ones I got on YouTube, I couldn't believe that I would be talking to the person that could do that. Wow, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. Well, I mean that, Jen. I, I, I seriously mean that. And I'm sure listeners feel the same. And, of course, um, having the talent is one thing, but succeeding in, in the business is another. But we'll talk about that. Is it rude to ask, Courtney Jane, how old you are? No, it's not rude at all. I'm 27 years young. <laughs> 27. Yeah. And you live where? I live in Christchurch. Okay. And tell me about your musical development. Did you start learning music early? Well, for me, at childhood, I was surrounded by music all throughout my childhood. So it was definitely in me. Um, but I was very, very insecure as a child and would not sing in front of anyone. I had this dream to do music but didn't have the courage to be able to do it. And then first year out of high school, a friend of mine paid for singing lessons out of the blue and I got the confidence as time went on. And I really wanted to write music, so I just started by writing lyrics. They would be maybe two lines or maybe a paragraph, and then they got bigger and bigger. And one day I just went to the creative director at the church that I was at, and I said, what do I do? And he Sorry, said, where did you go to? Uh, a creative director. His name is Andre from the church that I used to go to. Great, yes. And, and he said to go find a producer and just release a track. And... I just did it because <laughs> I guess in today's day and age, it's it's a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah, to of course. And stuff. So, yeah. Okay, um, let's go back to the beginning. When mm -hmm. you say you grew up surrounded by music, in a funny way, we all do because yes. we listen to radios, we listen to in the old days records and CDs, and now we listen on Spotify and kids walk around with stuff plugged into the ears. You go and watch a movie or TV show, there's music. So yes. we're all surrounded by music, but were you surrounded in it by music in a different way? Yes. I was surrounded by people who played music. So my my dad was he's a 
huge uh, music lover, but also a bass player. And my brother is a drummer and a very talented drummer. My mom is a singer and my sister can sing as well. And I'd go to church and they would serve on the music team. And so there's constant music around and actually witnessing people play it as well is a huge mm. thing. And being in communities where I'd see live music and it would evoke a reaction in me and an emotion in me. And then I realized it was very, very important to me from a very young age. And church music mm-hmm. is some of the most beautiful music. Mm-hmm. It can and really. S- <laughs> and some of the most beautiful words. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I went to Sunday school and I can still remember the singing. And it was extraordinarily powerful words. And I remember Delcy Benji's playing the organ. She was our Sunday school teacher. Mm. And great songs. Yeah. Great, great range. And of course, a lot of pop stars have come out of church choirs. Yes, definitely. Yes. Mariah Carey from the top of my head. <laughs> Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, yes. Tell me, um, so you would be going to church, you're watching your mum sing in church. You're watching your dad play bass guitar, your brother drum. Mm-hmm. Would you sing along in church? I did. Yes, I did. Um, my family's church for a couple of years before I went to a majestic church. And then I joined the team and I was backing vocalist there for a bit. And then I ended up leading for a bit. So, yeah, I've been, I've been involved in the church as well. Yeah. But. You were scared of singing in public. I was. I was. So that but was. Could, that was um, after you overcame the problem. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, what was the basis of the fear? Was it the fear that people would laugh at you or wouldn't think mm-hmm. you're very good? Or is it um, an insecurity or a fear that you have generally? Or was it just to do with singing? It was to do with who I was as a person. I yeah. did not have any belief in who I was as a person in any way I didn't have any strength I would people please I'd go wherever I thought I had to go I didn't really know who I was or I had and when I was the first year out of high school I did bible college and the community there really built me up and I learned more about myself through my faith and everything like that so um yeah I just I couldn't see what was so good about me and so I just shrunk back and didn't share that part of myself with anyone but I guess I still sometimes if I'm feeling very very tired or very weak I'll start to fall into that again and then I'm like no 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 we're not that we're strong we're we're creative we're talented and I'm glad that I can catch it now and not just isn't it funny no one will believe this but I suffer the same thing. Mm. So I'm very scared of, um, I used to, I never spoke, never gave a speech. Wow. Um, and then went on to be a politician. <laughs> the biggest thing I have in my life would be to, I'd never, ever, ever danced mm. in my life at a party. Okay. I know yeah. people would get drunk and then dance. 
I could never get that drunk and dance. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. I was just too scared. And I and what it was was, like you, but my big terror was people laughing at me. Mm-hmm. And I, I just mm-hmm. and I also didn't think I knew anything or had anything to offer. It, it's terrible. You hold mm-hmm. yourself back so much. And I'd listen to people and I'd think, oh, that's amazing. And oh my mm-hmm. goodness. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you I did put myself into positions where I'd have to overcome yeah. these fears. And mm-hmm. um I I I still have it. If I had to give a speech tomorrow, I'd be very, very nervous. Yeah. Isn't that I, funny? And I've I, done it my whole life. Yeah, yeah. I understand that because it's definitely the fear of people laughing, but also the fear of what they're thinking was a big thing for me. Yes. And I, couldn't tell what they were thinking. Like, how no. do you know what anyone's thinking? But I would no. put words into their head based on how I felt the situation was going, and that was detrimental to me. I became a university lecturer, and I realised that I had to, for the first time in my life, stand in front of people and speak. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I rushed out and got all the books from the library that I could on how to make speeches. Right. None of which helped, but <laughs> one of them said a thing that changed it for me, and it was this. And I wonder if this works for singing. It certainly helped me when I had when I danced publicly. It was that, as it happens when you give a speech, people have turned up to hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and therefore. It's the most selfish thing to be all shy and embarrassed and give a poor speech Mm. because you're putting your fear of ridicule and embarrassment ahead of everyone else in the room. It's so true. (laughs) And so then I realized that these people are turning up, forget being embarrassed, forget being shy, forget all of that and give your utmost for their sake. Mm. And then I discovered a funny thing that even when you muck it up, people love you more. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm. you're sort of a flawless delivery. is. oh, yeah, that was cool. Mm. It's something about someone making a mistake makes it human and how they react to it well good for you for overcoming that Mm, thank you because it's a bit paralyzing if you want to be a singer now that song breathe you wrote that Mm -hmm. yeah i did (laughs) how did you write a song well this song in particular came from a time when um, I was very anxious about a situation in life, which I, don't, I won't go into. Um, but I was sitting in the backyard of my parents' house and I was just looking at my family who were inside at the time. <clears throat> and I was overcome with this emotion of how much they were supporting me through this time and how much they loved me. And then those words, I just need to breathe, came out. And I was like, oh, that's so true. Like if everything's going badly or everything's going very, very well, 
the only important thing for everyone is that we actually just breathe and just mm. that's a huge step for the day is if you can just make it through it but in this generation we're told we need to be producing work we need to be living at this elite level all the time constantly working constantly producing but at the end of the day if you can just get out of bed and breathe you've you've won that's a success and from that that time I could barely get out of bed I didn't want to face anything and the support of my family helped me realize that I didn't actually have to do more than I could handle at that time and yeah I was just sitting out on the back lawn with my iPad tinkering away on garage band and came up with the the chords and then the words and yeah and when I went into the studio with Tim my producer he just made it into this quite eerie and flowy and breathy that's not the right word but a song that really breathes and really takes you on a journey of discovery of just living and breathing (laughs) yeah you at that time were you anxious or depressed anxious definitely Mm. I felt sick to my stomach about the situation that was going on couldn't face it there seems to be a lot of anxiety in young people nowadays Mm. yeah a lot like I don't want to tell you how old I am but I'm well actually you're 27, I'm 67, so I did it. <laughs> but I don't recall anxiety being a thing, mm. right? Mm. Do you think it's because of the internet and social media and phones? Because I find myself, at one stage, I I, I looked at Facebook a lot. I got mm. really anxious. Yeah. Because I just scroll through and all my friends and people that I was following were having such a cool time. Right? Yes, true. And I was looking at their life and thinking, oh man, that is so look at me, loser, you know, capital L. And then every now and then you'd catch up with a friend. And it, their life wasn't quite what they'd put on Facebook, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't all sitting around at the beach drinking champagne. Yeah. You know, or going up the holiday resort. And so you realize that people only put the bright moments up on Facebook. Yeah, the highlight reel, yes. The highlight. And then you're sitting there having a bad day and you're comparing yourself to their best moment. Yes. Which is carefully curated. And that affected me, you know, 50, 60, it affected me. Mm. Imagine you're 14. Yeah, I can't imagine having social media that young. I didn't get it till my last year of high school. And even then, it wasn't as, I wouldn't say it wasn't as toxic as it is now. Like people were posting photos of flowers or a view that they saw. They weren't posting so many photos of themselves. Mm. As time went on, I realized I was deeply unsatisfied with my life because I'd be looking at what other people were doing. And that just was not healthy at all. And when you're growing up, you're your own worst critic. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. You're not pretty enough. You're not strong enough. You're not good enough. You're not good looking mm-hmm. enough. And everyone around you seems amazing. Yeah. Yes. And I imagine social media amplifies that anxiousness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. It does. And also the fact of you know what's going on in the world that you you don't actually need to know about. Like my mum was saying that when she was growing up, she didn't know that someone was bitten by a crocodile in Florida. No. <laughs> and she didn't need to know It's not like taking or adding anything to her life, whereas like we're finding out about every little thing that happens and everything that could happen. And we know what someone's opinion is about us who lives on the other side of the world that we've never yes. talked to. And there's this anonymous um, commenting, you know, you feel braver behind a keyboard than you do face-to-face. Yes. Whenever I'm thinking about something, I'm like, okay, if I can't say this to that person's face, it should never be said. Yes. And the people have that kind of filter now. So you're getting everything. You're getting comments and people speaking into your life that you didn't give permission for, and that can cause a lot of anxiety. Yes. I'm very passionate and- about media <laughs> and people doing things late at night oh yes yeah worse worse, worse thing <laughs> i um i never comment unless i put my full name mm. so i comment on some blogs but i always make sure i put my full name and i'm actually surprised because when i put my full name i think twice about it mm. and i dial it all back mm. It's so thinking, <laughs> if I was anonymous, <laughs> you'd see my worst self, right? Yes. yes. But it's my name, and I think, oh, no, I really don't. I might regret that. Um, <laughs> how many songs have you written? Oh, uh, do you mean written or released? Because it's Released. Two. Released. Um, oh, uh, a lot. A lot. Twelve and then five and then Six and then one. <laughs> What's that? 24 songs we released since 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I've done the release every year since 2019, just because I can. <laughs> so when you're writing lyrics in your mind, is that like poetry? Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's like poetry. I'm just like, as I'm typing it or writing it out, it's coming out as words, as poetry. Yes. Sometimes it's coming out as a melody. So I hear the melody that I'd like to sing with it as it comes out, which is really cool. I enjoy that one more. <laughs> so the words are being written by you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're hearing the music as you write the words. Yes, sometimes, yeah. Other times it's just like poetry, just just the words on their own. And the then words you've got to come with the music. Then I've got to make out music. Yes, the um the words always come first for me. I found that um I've got a lot to say, <laughs> so they tend to the words come first, and then the music is added afterwards to it. Well, there's not many people who do like it's often a divided job, isn't it? Lyrics by so and so, music by someone else, but you do both. I do the start of the music. Um, I don't have I'm gaining more and more knowledge on how to write music every year that mm. passes but I have not studied it so I do need to go to a producer so it is like lyrics and then half of the music is me and half yeah. of the music is someone else <laughs> so 
did you study music? No, up? I didn't. That's one regret I have in my life is that I didn't even do music in high school. I didn't even take a music class in high school, and I do not know why. <laughs> Just didn't do so it. you can't read music? No, I can't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's very different. It's very different um, with how you can do it because I there's an app on Apple that's called GarageBand, and they have, yes. like, every instrument you can think of, and you can just play it on a keyboard-style thing to get the sound. So I know the basic chords on a keyboard, so I can then just layer these different sounds and bring to my producer a demo laid out of the song of what I want to achieve. And then together we sit there for a day and we just put ideas out there and we grow the song. So, uh, yeah, if someone puts sheet music in front of me, no idea. Well, I know it's music, but I don't know what it is, what it sounds like. Isn't that extraordinary? Because you think of all the kids, and I'm thinking of my kids, every week since they were six or five or seven in one case, They've gone off to music lessons. They can play the violin and read music. Mm. And they ha they've done a little bit of music theory. You've done no music theory. No. Nope. <laughs> and yet my kids couldn't imagine coming up with original music. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes look back on it like I don't know what it was that drove me to find the producer. I can't remember, but I'm glad I did it every day. I'm so glad that I've just been able to achieve something that high school me never thought I'd do, always wanted to, but never thought I would. And so I've got to remember that even though on the outlook it's not, you know, I'm not getting thousands of streams, I don't have all these followers, but I've got to remember it started from nothing. Yes. <laughs> it started from just an idea and a dream and a hope and now it's actually turned out to be this was my fifth project released a few weeks ago like i've got to remember that that's amazing in itself it's amazing and mm. it's beautiful music thank you it's wonderful music. now um when you were at school did you have favorite subjects yes i did I was I'm a very arty person, creative person, so it was painting, fabrics and photography. And those were the only subjects I did in my last year of high school. <laughs> Pretty great last year, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so you are you have that creative side to you. Yes. And since high school, you went to a singing teacher, correct? After mm -hmm. high school. Mm. And what did the sing what is what does a singing teacher teach? So I went to a singing school just one afternoon a week and they just taught me how to actually use my voice and how to actually project. And um, I did an artist development course with them, which was over a few weeks where we just talked over um, how to write music. Um, and we did get into the studio to do one song. Um what else did we do? And we did a photo shoot. <laughs> so I had a kind of an idea of what it would take. And was that at the Polytech or something like that? No, uh, it was a singing school that I'm not sure. I don't think they're called, they used to be called Nathan Phillip Vocals. Okay. 
Yeah, and they came out of Majestic Church. They were part of okay. Majestic Church. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, you're on Rally Check Radio. It's Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. We're talking to 27-year-old Courtney Jane, musician, singer, composer, writer. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. And, again, how many songs have you released? 24 songs. Man. <laughs> That's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, because I said, well, how many songs have you done? And you said released or written. you got a few in the bag. I have about six A4 notebooks full of lyrics. <laughs> That's some. It's like a personal diary. I don't want anyone to ever witness them because some of them are very personal, and some of them are just getting my thoughts out. And I was told by a friend, if you got all these ideas, get them out. Doesn't need to be tidy. Just get them out. So then you got more room for more to flow in. And that was honestly some of the best advice I got. So I started to write down every idea, every song, every random lyric. And the more that I did that, the more the songs became whole. And I've got the songs that I've got now. I imagine that those notebooks are extremely personal to you. Extremely, yes. I don't. I don't want people reading through them. No, not even family and friends. No, no. <laughs> I mean, the later ones, the more recent ones, have the songs that I've released. So it's not. It's not like things I haven't heard. But yes. the older ones, definitely. From my teenage brain. <laughs> Do you think uh, the artist like has to have a bit of struggle, and part of that creativity is this? What would you say? Not an easy life, not an easy walk through life. Mm, I don't think anyone has an easy walk through life. I just feel like. Creative people feel it more intensely. Mm. If I look at my life compared to some of my friends, I'm walking the same journey, but for some reason, my emotions seem to take me on a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, because you often feel when you're listening to music. I mean, it speaks to you, mm. and it captures what you're feeling or what you have felt, and resonates and moves you. But then you realize, oh, I never came up with that song. So this person is talented. But then the emotion is quite possibly deeper. Mm, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of, yeah. Have you got favorite artists? I have about eight favorite artists. <laughs> that I've Who are they? So there's Michael Bublé. Yes. Lori Kelly, uh, the 1975, 21 Pilots, Taylor Swift, BTS, Hazlitt, and Riley Clemens. Okay. So huge range. We've got, we've got Korean, we've got Western, we've got um, big band music, we've got more folk music, we've got Christian music. I'm all over the place, really. <laughs> but that's a good thing, right? Because mm, you're yeah. exploring. Tell us about Taylor Swift. What do you make of, I mean, she's amazing, right? 
Incredible. I For years I denied that I liked her because of all the drama that was going on, but honestly at the end of the day she's an incredibly talented songwriter and the stories that she tells, the um, the messages that she conveys and also the emotions she evokes within the music that she writes. Mm. It's just incredible and I've seen a few of her concerts. I've never been to a concert in person, but I've seen them when they've been released on streaming platforms. And the kind of theatrics that she brings to the stage is incredible. So incredible. Um, and she's been going a long time. Yeah, I think she said seventeen years. Yeah. Music. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. a long time. I mean, like people come and go, yes. and you sort of capture some sort of mood and you do well mm. and then you that's it right mm. like elton john's another one who just keeps going <laughs> and <laughs> produce songs for a long long time like bob dylan produced songs for a long 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 time mm. uh, the rolling stones but most musicians have a period and yeah. then they get old but tyler T- taylor swift just keeps so going yeah and I, that's all- it's really cool because a lot of people only see value in the music and creative industries when people are young. So they're getting in younger, yes. 17, even 16-year-olds. I know in the Korean industry they've got 14-year-olds that are starting to debut. And, and it's just you don't even know yourself at that age. No. Like that's such a big thing to put yourself through when you're that young. And so it's really inspiring to a lot of people that she can still make it in her 30s. Yes. even. Yes. And still keep going really strong. But I mean, I find that encouraging because I'm 27, so I'm on my way there. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jackson, I never used to because I was older when he was, you know, like I, I was past I, I can't remember. I didn't I didn't like Pop Jackson, but uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson. But now I think he's amazing. Mm. Mm. His dancing, his choreography, his singing, his music. Oh my goodness, what yeah. a talent. What yeah. an extraordinary talent he yeah. had. Mm. And I watched that Netflix show where he put, he was helping the dancers dance. Mm. I mean, he was the whole package. Yeah, he definitely was. How much does your Christian view of everything play into your music? Um, it's not worship music like you'd hear in church, but because my life is centered around my faith it definitely shows through Mm. i think so but everyone's different (laughs) um it's a big part because i believe that he's that i've got a gift and you have and that i need to use it and i need to bring the message that he's given me to the world and it kind of takes it off my shoulders is my responsibility to make happen yes. and do what I know to do. Yes. So there'll be some times where I get quite stressed about, oh, how do I make it big or how do I get my name out there and nothing comes. I don't have any strategies. I don't know what to do. But I can just enjoy this time of writing and releasing in my own, in yes. my own way and kind of let him do the rest. <laughs> I think that's a great strategy and I've got a funny feeling it will come. Mm, and of course we know that there is this strange thing that you can be extremely talented but not catch the wave Mm, mm. 
So at the moment, you write a song, you sing it, you take it to your producer, you produce it, and then where do you put it? So you can go online and find just distribution websites that you can sign up for and you just upload the track and the album art and a little description about it. And then they send it out to all the streaming platforms, to YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes. You can select specific ones or all of them. I just do all of them. And they on the release date that you choose, they will be there ready to go. And that's it. And you've also got to sign up for like copyrights and stuff like that. So with in New Zealand, it's um, APRA and Recorded Music New Zealand need to um, log that song into that. So then you can get all royalties and copyrights and stuff like mm. that and share the copyrights and royalties with whoever else is part of that. You're familiar, I would think, with rich men north of Richmond. No? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, you're going to have to do this. So there was a singer. I'm trying to think of his name. It'll come to me. I have to Google it now. You've got me onto it. <laughs> and he was some – he'd been a, a worker in a foundry or a factory or something, and um, he had a guitar. And he would sing. And he, Oliver Anthony, you're going to have to Google this now. <laughs> and he sang the song about how, what it was like to be a working man mm. in the Appalachian Mountains and be neglected by the political class because... Mm. They're the rich men north of Richmond who are looking after each other and the politicians, and they oh. don't understand him. And he put it up on YouTube or whatever, like what you do. He filmed it with his phone propped up, you know, on a tree stump sort of thing out in the bush. Oh, my goodness. When you hear it, I think you'll love it. Mm. But some famous people like Joe Rogan, Matt Walsh, famous conservatives loved it. Mm. And they just went on Twitter and said, oh, you've got to hear this song, right? <laughs> and within like 48 hours, it was the number one. Hit. He knocked Taylor Swift off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he just caught it, right, because the mood was there and that song and it's him and he's got a big bushy beard and he just looks the part. Like for a while, I wondered if it was the cleverest thing that I'd ever seen and that something like Sony Music or, you know, the Disney Channel or something had carefully crafted this guy and spent years coming up with the song. But it was exactly what it is. It's just this guy yeah. playing to his cell phone mm. and it took off because people who have millions of followers, Elon Musk tweeted it and said, you got to listen to this, <laughs> right? And I don't know, he has 100 million people, right? And yeah. so it went nuts. Mm. And, of course, this is what can happen now. Yeah. Yeah. One person can change someone else's life. It's really Yes. Crazy. And that's what we need to do with you because your music <laughs> is beautiful and it spoke to me. 
which is and moved me, which is what you want music to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have a strategy or you're just concentrating on producing music and putting it up? Um, yeah, no, I don't have a strategy. Right. I don't because what I see within the music industry is not what I'm willing to do. I'm no. not willing to um, sing about things I'm, that aren't happening to me. I'm not willing to, sorry for my language, get half naked to no. sell well, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to sell myself. <laughs> good I, I want to produce good music that when people hear it, they they are brought something that's new and maybe they feel less alone or they actually are able to understand the thoughts going on inside their head. They're like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's why I'm thinking that. That's why I'm feeling that. And I don't want to produce anything that's not of quality Mm. and i'm blessed right now with the ability to be able to be in control of that like when i released my 2021 album i didn't do any singles i just released the whole thing as one big work but in the industry you'd have to release one single and then another one and then release the work but i wanted everyone to hear the work from start to finish because it had a story flow with it and i was able to do that i'm able to release how i want when I want, no stress. And so, yeah, I don't really have a strategy right now. When ideas come forward or opportunities like this, I'll take them. Mm. Until then, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that I, I'm in control right now. <laughs> we um, Do you play concerts or in pubs or anything like that? No, no, I haven't done that. I haven't done that kind of gig until I opened for the Liberator Band. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, wow. That's the first time I've done something like that, and that was really fun. I just did half an hour, sung six songs, and then enjoyed the rest of the night listening to them. So, Was yeah. it scary? No, it was really fun. Uh, it was kind of scary at first because I haven't sung in front of anyone for about two years. Um, but in 2020, I put on a concert um, for my friends and family, like a full-on concert. It was a live band. We had merch. Um, we had videos, we had lighting, everything like that, sound guy. And I did that as a pre-release for my first EP. Um, so I've done performances before and I want to do another one where I just put on a concert, but I don't know when yet. We'll see what happens. Good for yeah. you. And we're going to end with a song, which I haven't heard. So I'll hear it when <laughs> listeners hear it. And it's called... Um, contentment. What is it? It's content. Tell me what it's called. For contentment. For contentment, but the mint has brackets okay. around it. Yes. Tell me what's the significance of for content bracket mint. Well, I realize that a lot of people live their life for online content, not contentment. So I found that I would see ah. people going to beautiful places simply to be able to say that they've been there. There was a period of time where I thought people were having babies simply because they could post about it. <laughs> it was just like people seem to post everything about their lives. And and I just realised that whenever I would try and do that, I wouldn't be content. They would, yeah. So I the statement was for the song, I want to live to be content, not for content. And that's what birthed this whole song about the phone and how, 
the thing in my hand becomes my friend and my enemy and how how unhappy I am when I spend too much time on that and how I actually want to live for contentment, not for online content. So that's what birth is song. And that's been the journey this year of trying to find that. <laughs> because in the modern world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you see it particularly with young people. You can't get off that if, And if you just live for yourself, right, like there is no belief in a higher power mm. or a higher purpose or a better purpose, it's all just what makes you have fun. Mm. It's extraordinarily empty for them. Mm. Yeah. Whereas in the past, you'd have a belief system in your country. Mm. You may well have been brainwashed into that, to use the phrase, and brainwashed into a belief in God, Mm. and brainwashed into getting married and getting a job and getting on with life. But you were busy and there was this contentment Mm. in there. But you're looking with young people when they don't quite know what to do or where to go or Mm. what their life is about. They seem lost. Mm. Whereas um, a man would have a mortgage at 21 and that was it. You know, Mm. get on with it. Get on Mm. with your life, man. Yeah. This is it. You've got kids to look after. Um, Well, what a beautiful song. It's more fun. (laughs) And how do we... People who are listening who like your music, they can use their Spotify account and they can search Courtney Jane and your 24, 20, how many? 24 songs. 24 yeah. songs, is it? Is it? Where'd you get to? Songs will come up and they can play them. Mm-hmm. So I heartily recommend that we do that. And Courtney Jane, when you're rich and famous and traveling the world, and your concert, you remember us? Of course. <laughs> Won't that I, be cool? I love the encouragement. Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, I look, I didn't expect to enjoy your music. People don't. They get pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought, oh, here we go, you know, some geeky singer, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, I started listening. Oh, and I loved it. And I don't listen to a lot of music. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. And then I got so excited about talking with you. And your parents must be very proud of you. Mm, They are. They're my biggest fans. They're my promotional crew. We'll just be standing there talking to someone like, does my daughter sing songwriter? Of course. Of course. I was one time I was at an appointment for a shoulder when I dislocated it. And the guy's like, so what do you do? And I thought he meant like, oh, he said, yeah, I thought he meant, you know, what's your job? And how did you injure your arm? Because I did it at my job. Mum's like, she's also a singer-songwriter. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah, don't you love it? Yeah, it's good. I'm used to it now. Nothing I can what do. do you do for a job? Um, well, right now I'm actually an it's called an indoor plants technician. So I just look after indoor plants at people's businesses all day. Oh, great. Yeah, That's a great. great business. Great. Yeah. It's on. Very relaxed. Very Have chill. you got green fingers? I'm getting there. We're getting there. I was um I didn't have any qualification going into it, but I'm a plant mum of 14, so I've got the passion for it. Right. <laughs> I'm getting 
better at it. Good but our, you. outdoor gardens, no, no idea. <laughs> I'll make a start. Um, and are you, do you have any plans to learn to read music? Um, I'm going to pick up the flute again because I want to put it in some of my music. So I used to play the flute for nine and ten at yes. high school, middle school. And, yes, I learned a little bit, I believe, then, but I've forgotten it all. So I have to pick it up again and just try and learn it again. I wonder. I can imagine that you learn all the rules of music theory or something, and I wonder if it would become inhibiting. Does that make sense? Because, mm. oh, no, there's a rule. Oh, what's the rule? Yeah. Whereas you just let it flow, like it's coming through you. Yeah, it's, that's it. True, because my friend did the same thing with fashion. She just loved to design and make things, but she, her friend went to the course and did fashion school but doesn't do it anymore because of all the rules. She just can't yeah. get outside the rules. So, yeah. I had a theory when I was younger that there are all these things that I would like to learn about, and I made it a rule never to study them at university mm-hmm. because I found – Whatever I studied at university, I got sick to the back teeth of, and it all became about exams and the rigidity and breaking it down and then this and then that and then this. And, like, for example, I love English literature. You know, Mm. I love the classics, Dickens, Bronte, Sisters. I just think they're the most wonderful, wonderful books. But I can imagine listening to some old professor waddle on about them yes. who would destroy them yeah right because they desiccate them and oh this is there no they just wrote a great book right and it's fun interpretation is yeah and you yeah. can imagine some second rater telling you all about a piece of music and you think mm. no it's just mm-hmm. music right it's just beautiful just leave it be yeah don't rip it to bits and put it back together i don't know so maybe you just keep doing what you're doing because it works it's it's true about the with music there's just no limits you can hear anything on the internet sometimes it's not the greatest but sometimes it's good and people have different opinions and different likes when it comes to music so there's just i love it it's just so broad there's no there shouldn't be any rules with it just go for it yeah (laughs) oh well courtney jane there's the name you heard it here first on Rally Check Radio, Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. We're going to play Courtney Jane's, it's called, ah, for contentment. And that's a wonderful thought, right? The difference between having a life full of content and having a life of contentment. Courtney Jane Smith, 27 years old, singer, composer, musician, flautist, we're going to say now. Good luck. Thank you. And thank you for sharing your talent with us today and with the world. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. You're on Real Talk with Rodney Hyde, Rally Check Radio. That was Courtney Jane. Courtney Jane Smith. What a wonderful woman. Oh, my goodness. So wise. So amazing. But I guess that's what happens if you – Think about things and have that creative energy in you. It's sort of like the Brontes writing a 
powerful novel, isn't it? That you dig deep inside yourself and the world around you, and then you produce something, not like the rest of us just sailing along the surface. They go deeper, deeper into the feelings, deeper into what's going on. Well, here you go. Courtney Jane singing for contentment, which she wrote and what she thinks. Tell me, what do you think of that? Send me a text, 2057, there you go, and email me at inbox at radleycheck.radio. We're truly blessed.
This is Real Talk with Rodney Hyde. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 a.m.